the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420, The Answer. Don't forget, J.D. Vance, Senator from the great state of Ohio, joins me a little bit later. Joining me right now, though, from the other chamber is our regular Monday guest. He is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, the Weaponization Subcommittee, also the uh, a member of the um, Oversight Committee run by uh, Congressman James Comer. We now welcome Jim Jordan back to our program. Representative Jordan, good to have you. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Bob. Good to good to be with you. The, uh, did you have a good weekend? Did indeed, yeah. Better than uh, than the folks down in Tallahassee did. The committee get it right? No way, man. You go undefeated, you get in. <laughs> Plus, I was hanging out with my my, my best friend, and he's uh, he's a Florida State guy, so we were cheering for that 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 offensive juggernaut that was Florida State. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, we. Uh, I was. I was for Florida State getting in. For goodness' sake, yeah, they go, you go undefeated, you get in. May not That's... always look great, but you get in. You win. You get in. Come on. I, I think they wanted to avoid a, a TCU, re, uh, you know, re, uh, uh, repeat from last year. You had an undefeated TCU team yeah. that some didn't feel was strong enough. They went out there, got boat raced by about forty or something like that. I think they're really they worried. Sure I think the style points do matter, but uh, anyway. Uh, it's a nice distraction from all of this stuff that we have to talk about that is much more important. Congressman Jordan, um, I didn't I didn't like George Santos. I think he had a big, long list of things against him that made him really, really, uh, uh, I don't know, a problem, at least from an optical point of view for the Republicans. But on the other hand, I believe in due process. And to my understanding, yep. he has only been charged with things. He has not been convicted of things. And yet here we are with this rush to expel a member, a Republican member, who had been a pretty reliable in his short time in Congress, a pretty reliable conservative vote in a very slim yeah. majority. Why the heck did the, the House Republicans join the Democrats and boot this guy? I don't know. I wish I wish we hadn't, um, because as, as, as you point out, uh, he hadn't been convicted of anything. And um, let's let that let's let that process play out the way it's supposed to in our great country. And, and uh, I voted I voted not to expel, but. Uh, here we are, and, and uh, we'll go. For it. But but also the press going forward are are now we going to well, does the standard keep going lower? Are we on a slippery slope? Do you do you do you start kicking people out for who knows what reason? Uh, we know what the Democrats are trying to do to President Trump. They're trying to keep him off the ballot. So uh, I, I I agree with you, Bob. I don't think it should have happened. Well, the, the the bar lowers only for Republicans, though, because that's the thing. I mean, you can find Eric Swalwell, you know, sleeping with a Chinese Communist Party spy. He doesn't get booted. You can find, uh, you know, the squad members doing all kinds of things. you got one of them who's been censured. Uh, and, and, you know, they will never do anything to remove their lawbreakers or their, their ethics violators and so forth. But yet the Republicans are so quick to say, well, we're above all of that. Uh, we don't we don't stand for these sorts of things. When are we going to fight the Democrats at the Democrats level? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we should do it in a way that's consistent with the Constitution, with, which you, I think you're, is where you're at, too. But you're right. We need to we need to push back. We need to fight because we've talked about this these times where the left wants to take our country. It's a scary place. And, and we've seen it now over the last six years, particularly when you when you think about what they've done. Just think about what they've done to President Trump. 
and, and on and on it goes. You know, first they spy on his campaign, then it's the Mueller investigation, then it's one impeachment, then it's two impeachments, then they raid his home, then they go after him, try to keep him off the ballot. Now they got him, they get, they're prosecuting him in four different locations. So, yeah, at some point we're going to have to say, let's let's fight, let's do it in a way that's consistent with the principles and with the Constitution, but uh, let's fight back. Late last week, Congressman Jordan, the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, you and I have talked about quite a bit, Alejandro Mayorkas, yeah. basically brought it uh, brought it clear for everyone to see. He wants straight-up amnesty, he said, for the 12 million already here. First of all, and I know I've covered this ground with you before, but we've had about 9 million just in the Biden term have come across yeah. that border, and we said there were 11 to 12 million before that. It seems like no matter how many millions of new ones come in, somehow they think that there are 8 or 9 million that are always leaving at the same time because the number never changes. So the number aside, I think it's closer to 20 to 25 million. The number aside, Congressman, yep. what do you make of, of the Secretary of Homeland Security, who has testified before numerous committees in both chambers of the, of the Congress uh, about how safe and secure the border is? But he said, if you want any strengthening of border security laws, we need amnesty for the 12 million. What's going to happen? Well, you know, uh, surprise, surprise. I mean, we knew this was coming. When you're an administration, you come in, you have Ali, uh, you have Mr. Secretary Mayorkas is running the Department of Homeland Security, and you come in, you say, we're, we're no longer going to have, uh, we're, we're no longer going to build the wall, we're no longer going to have Remain in Mexico, and when you get in, you're going to get to go to wherever you want. When those are your policies from day one, and you've done those things over the last three years now, we, we shouldn't be surprised when he says, oh, yeah, now we need amnesty, and, and that's got to be part of any, any type of uh, immigration enforcement legislation. Uh, or border security legislation that that just that's who they are and it shouldn't surprise us one bit yeah um so they're going to call for it what can we do about it i mean i i know i really don't know actually i don't know what would happen if there were a vote for for some sort of a trade-off in order to get more you know a strengthening of asylum laws a strengthening of of uh you well, know of of, of remaining in mexico maybe if we return to that would would the congress do you, you think would it. the house republicans support um, a, a general amnesty for those who are here in exchange for those things. No, no, no. What, what we're saying is if you really want the Ukraine money, you're going to have to have to tell us what the goal is. You're going to have to inspect, have an inspector general, and you're going to have to have border security, immigration enforcement, like we passed in House Resolution 2, H.R. 2. Sure. So that's what we're saying. If you want to set up a trade, it's got to be that. Year. We're not going to trade uh, border security, immigration enforcement for an amnesty provision, for goodness sake. There's no way we would do that. And frankly, even if some Republicans want to do that, there's no way our constituents, the American people, want that to happen. We're the party that says we're, uh, follow the Constitution, follow the rule of law. So the, the only trade that could be set up, and this is what's being talked about as we speak, is uh, the Ukrainian uh, aid package if we get real, not fake, not pretend, but real border security immigration enforcement. Well, yeah, and, and that's been being talked about for weeks now. But but when, when Mayorkas brought up the amnesty call we, uh, last week, late last week, that's why I wondered exactly how the House Republicans will no respond way. to that. No I'm glad to hear way. you saying that. No but yeah, the way. Ukraine money for, for increased border security. And again, that, that as you pointed out, it's got to be real because it can't just be financing. As, as numerous people have said, I think yourself no. included, it's not a money problem down there. We, we have the money to hire more border agents. It's a policy decision. It, it, it's are we going to turn them around or are we going to say welcome welcome in go and uh and, and and enjoy yourself and we'll see you in four years for a hearing that we know we're never going to see it's a policy thing not a money thing that's what would have to be passed in agreement right yeah it could almost be one sentence no that you put in the legislation no money can be used to process or uh, uh or allowed to enter into the country any new migrants you just stop it and then you put in some provision to say okay now let's speed up 
the ability to evaluate who's already here and let's let's get their their uh, asylum uh, a claim uh, adjudicated and then most of these people aren't legitimate asylum seekers then you have to have a removal proceeding yeah. and, and, and send them back yeah well all of that is is pie in the sky because biden would never sign uh something like that especially when he knows that there are enough republicans who are pro-ukraine money anyway there you know i mean he, he doesn't have to agree to a deal for anything in order to fund ukraine because he knows that there are enough members of our broken uh conference and actually both sides really including the uh the the uh uh, uh uh, Senate Minority Leader, who want to send as much money as to Ukraine as Volodymyr Zelensky wants. So, I mean, I, th- that's the frustrating thing, I think, for well, a lot of conservative it, it, Republicans, here's, here's is we can't the, even get behind our own, our own agenda. Yeah, the, but here's the key. Uh, you have to have someone bring it to the floor. So uh, let, let's hope Speaker Johnson, and he's, and he's I think, communicated this now uh, uh, to, to members, let's hope Speaker Johnson says, look, we're not going to bring it to the floor unless the immigration enforcement language is real uh, with the Ukrainian aid package. And, and if, it, if it's not real, he doesn't bring it to the floor. That's the way you get it done uh, if it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Congressman Jim Jordan is our guest, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Finally, you're going to get a crack at Hunter. It's going to happen next week, December 3rd, actually a little over a week, December 13th. Hunter's attorneys are demanding an open public forum for his testimony. You guys and uh, Chairman Comer and Oversight want this mm-hmm. to be behind closed doors with a deposition. And they're saying, why can't you take yes for an answer? He's willing to be transparent in public. Why do you have to have this behind closed doors? How do you guys respond? Why can't you do what, what Don Jr. had to do? Why can't you do what everyone else in the country has to do? You, you, once again, they're demanding special treatment, different treatment, because everyone else has to come in. Uh, for a closed-door deposition. We'll take Hunter Biden in a public forum. I definitely want that. But we want him in a, in a, in a private deposition because here's the difference. In a public forum, it's five-minute questions from, from each member. In a deposition, it's one hour each side. So you have our, we have our lawyer one hour questioning uh, the witness, and then the Democrats get an hour, and then we're back for an hour. And I've been in probably more of these than uh, – probably more than any, any member of Congress because we do so many of them in Judiciary Committee, and I've been in a number of them in the uh, Oversight Committee as well. You want it done that way, and, and there's a sequence to this. This is how investigations are run, and everyone knows it. In fact, Jamie Raskin has said this when the roles were reversed. He goes, no, 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 no. You come in for a deposition. Then we'll get you in for a public hearing. That's how the process works. That's how we expect it to work. So we want to talk to him in private. We want to talk to his business partners in private, and then we want to have him in a public hearing. Um, I want to lobby you a little softball here to see you can smack this out. Um, when when you guys responded, hey, why can't uh, Hunter Biden do the same thing that Don Jr. did? Their response back to you, Dan Goldman in in particular, went on Twitter and said, whoa, isn't this rich? Jim Jordan is, is complaining about uh, uh, somebody uh, uh, not responding to a subpoena when he refused to appear when he was subpoenaed to, to testify before the J6 committee. I know you've got a response ready, so go ahead and hit it. Yeah, we never said we wouldn't appear. We actually just wrote him a letter and said, well, what's the parameters? How's it going to work? The same thing Abby Lowell, Hunter Biden's lawyer, has been doing with us, back and forth correspondence. We did the same thing. They didn't respond back. And the next thing you know, we get issued – first they ask us, then we get issued a subpoena. Then we followed up with another letter, and then they just dropped it because they knew they didn't have a case. All they wanted to be able to do is what Dan Goldman just did. They just wanted the talking point because it was ridiculous. No member of Congress has ever been called in front of any other committee except the Ethics Committee, which is by other members of Congress. Never happened before. And there's it's a, it's a truly a uh, there's a there's a real concern about the Constitution when you do it this way. So uh, but that that's a talking point where, where you said they said it about uh, Speaker McCarthy and myself and a, and a handful of other members, mostly about Kevin and I, who, 
who they uh, tried that tactic with. Well, my response to that, whenever I'm asked about it, and it's a it's a bit, you know, about you, is that you know, and I've talked to you about this before. They either want your participation on that committee or they don't. You you were appointed to that committee yeah. to be a part of that yeah. committee, along with Jim Banks and Nancy Pelosi. Booted you from it, saying no, you don't have value here. Yeah. Then they want to turn around and and subpoena you to testify before it. Uh uh-uh. uh, you can't have it both ways. You either want as, Jim Jordan to participate or you don't. That's the way I saw that. that that's so yeah, especially especially after we caught him lying about me multiple times. Like I sent a text message to the White House chief of staff, and they said, "Oh, he's going to say no, no, no." I forged one, but they 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 they. They played it in a hearing as if I, it was text message for me. They played a video clip where they, they left out the entire context. They played a video clip where all they showed me on, on TV was saying January 6th is the ultimate date of significance in a presidential context, uh, contest. What they left out was the, the, the sentence I said right before that. The late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg said January 6th is the ultimate date of significance in a presidential context. That, that sort of changes the whole framework of that statement. But, oh, no, that's how, that's how they played the game. And now we're finding out, according to Barry Lallemark, one of our colleagues, that, they've, that they don't, they, they don't, they've destroyed the, the videotapes of some of the witnesses that they did videotape. They're supposed to keep that evidence. So this is how bad that committee was. But, again, it's a talking point for the Democrats to, to, to say. Yeah. You know what? Since we brought up the committee, I do want to ask you, because it's been a little more than two weeks now or three weeks since Mike Johnson uh, went ahead and released all of the J6 video. You and I spoke a few days after that, and I just wanted to get a follow up about getting that video to the right hands where it can be really used, not for individual news agencies to cherry pick, you know, uh, pieces of video to advance whatever their narrative is. But to get this to Catherine Engelbrecht and True the Vote and the others that are uh, that yeah. have got the AI tech ready and waiting to go to really make use of this for the benefit of the political prisoners still being held, has any progress been made since the last think, time we I, spoke on that? I think so, and I think I think the the whole focus is to make get this, like you said, get this online so people can do what you're describing. But I think so. I have, I've had conversation with with. Uh, Barry Laudermilk is one of the key members of the House Administration Committee that handles this uh, last week. And, in fact, there's some – I think some news we'll be making uh, tomorrow, some, some information he just showed me that uh, I think is, is significant that we're, we're going to put out, I believe, tomorrow. But, yeah, I believe they are working on that effort. Okay. I, I really hope so because, obviously, time is, is of the essence. We've got, uh, we've got J6ers who have been there for three years now and, uh, and are being held. We have new ones who are still being arrested for crying out loud for being in D.C. that day, and it's just something that's got to be addressed by following those individuals on that day through all of that tape, and it is possible to do. By the way, speaking of Dan Goldman, that circus clown we mentioned a moment ago, uh, after three years of verification of the laptop and multiple whistleblowers testifying and FBI representatives admitting and acknowledging Yes, this was the Hunter Biden laptop. It was indeed the Joe Biden family (laughs) laptop. Dan Goldman uh, said in the weaponization (laughs) subcommittee that Russia manipulated that laptop after three years and admissions. They're still clinging to that. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was. I thought Schellenberger, our witness, by the way, our witnesses were so good that day. Um, And and, and I thought it was interesting, too, because these these witnesses were former Democrats. I mean, they're they're award winning journalists and won awards from left left leaning. But I thought with Schellenberger in particular in that, that exchange, he, he looked at Goldman and said, what, are you advocating some conspiracy theory now? And, and Goldman tried to say that, yeah, Russia manipulated this laptop or Rudy Giuliani manipulated. There's been zero, literally zero evidence that that took place. And everyone understands that the laptop was real. It's been confirmed. I mean, 
but for for the Democrats to still make that point, it just shows how ridiculous sometimes I think they uh, they, they get. Last one for you, sir. I couldn't uh, I couldn't let today go by with asking you about the latest in Israel. So the ceasefire slash pause has ended. Israel's moving into southern Gaza now. And we have Rashida Tlaib, who, of course, was censured, refused to condemn when asked directly if she condemns Hamas for beheading babies. She would not speak. Now, Pramila wow. Jayapal, uh, you remember that. That was that was, uh, that was a few days after um, uh, after October 7th. Yeah. Uh, but now on, on CNN this weekend, Pramila Jayapal is asked specifically to condemn the raping of Jewish women as a weapon of war, raping women to death, which is literally what has been happening here. She won't do it without saying not unless there's equal condemnation for what Israel is doing in Gaza right now. She simply will not do that. This is a member of the Hamas squad. And I just wonder if you have a reaction to one of your colleagues who can't say unequivocally without saying I need an equivalent condemnation on the other side of something that raping women as a part of a war effort which is what is which is what uh, Hamas did to Israeli women uh it, it has to be has to you know has to has to be condemned I, I'm I'm so I'm so tired of this effort from the left to 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 try to set up somehow that this is there's this moral equivalent it, there is no there's no compare what 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 Hamas, Israel is defending themselves. Israel is is one hundred percent the good guy here. This is unbelievable how the left uh, how the left tries to equivocate and, and and make things equivalent. It just it is not true. Hamas, evil Israel, ally, friend, great country, great people. They're they're on on the on the side of of, of good here, as everyone, I, almost everyone, understands. And let's uh, let's make sure we continue to make that point. Uh, and, and do everything we can to help Israel win this battle. Senator Rubio last week um, was asked very specifically by a pro-Palestinian reporter or somebody who got access down there in one of the Senate uh, hallways, asked specifically if he would join the call for a ceasefire. And he said very clearly, no, I will not. Hamas no, is yeah. uh, vicious. They are vicious animals, and they should all be killed. And I hope you post that. Yep. I want you to post that. He was very clear. Do you? Yep. Can you make a similar statement? No, I, I agree 100 percent with Senator Rubin. Let, I, I remember early on I talked with the former ambassador Friedman, called him. I think it's like the second or third day into this, this this terrible thing that after Hamas had attacked him, and he he indicated then he says we're going to need the time, the space, and the resources to win, and that is so true. Give Israel the time, the space, the resources to kill the bad guys, to kill the terrorists, and we should not stop them from. We should be supporting them and helping them like we are for for them to go make sure Hamas. The Secretary of State says they don't have that time and that support. He said the I, word he I used was credit. I saw, I saw that statement last week, and that is wrong. That is just plain wrong. Let them have the time. Let them have the space. Help them with the resources so the bad guys, so the evil people get defeated. Well, let's hope that your uh, your your idea there um, is advanced by the administration and the international community, rather than Tony Blinken's. You don't have the international credit to see this thing to the end. That which is which is literally what he said. Congressman Jim Jordan, thank you for the great work. We'll talk again soon. You bet, Bob. All right, thanks. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.